When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another edition of GC Live. Long time no see, and I just feel like there's nothing to talk about today, Wes. Like, there's literally nothing to talk about. I don't think anything's been happening in the world of South Carolina football, so this is probably going to be a quick show. Uh, no, I'm totally kidding. You all know exactly why we're here. We have so much to talk about, but before we get into it, we got to shout out our sponsors, Clint Hammond. As always, he has been a rock star for Gamecock Central. He is with the Mortgage Network. He's a branch manager. NMLS is number 71. Five nine seven. You can contact him at 803-576-4450 if you're interested in doing anything with your mortgage. Always so fun. And then, of course, we've got Liberty Tax as well. They're another one of our awesome sponsors. We'll get into them a little bit more later in the show. But if you need help with your taxes, it is never too early to get started on all of that. But Wes, like... Yesterday was craziness, and you know it was crazy because obviously you're a recruiting insider for Gamecock Central. So how are you holding up after those four welcome home tweets yesterday, three of which went public within the span of just a few hours? Yeah, four four commitments, uh, three that are public, one still sitting out there silent. And uh, yeah, it was a busy Sunday, but it was fun. Like I, I enjoy when the fan base, I always say this, I enjoy when the fans are excited when they're positive, when they're in a good mood. Um, the end of last football season was so much more fun than the last couple of seasons just because everybody's not biting each other's heads off on Twitter and everybody's sort of enjoying the momentum. And, you know, Shane Beamer, he he teased it. He said it could be a great June for the Gamecocks. He tweeted actually Sunday for everybody to buckle up as well and uh, ended up with four commitments again all of all but one are, are already out there some other decisions that have been set uh, you know as well so we've got plenty to get to plenty to talk about and I know the fans are excited because it wasn't just private commitments I think fans have gotten a, a little bit I don't know I don't think annoyed is the word that's too strong but the sort of all right there's a commitment but then have to wait 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 who's it gonna be who's it gonna be then they lose a little bit of interest in who it is. I think the buildup of there's a welcome home, they've committed, and then, you you know, you can be a little bit patient, wait a few hours, wait a couple of days, whatever it may be, but then you get the excitement again when you find out who it is. So uh, that, that was obviously a busy day on Sunday for Gamecock recruiting, and they were able to have what was a great weekend of official visitors, 13 in total, pay off, you know, extremely quickly with the chance for it to pay off even more down the road. Yeah, and I think we got to start with talking about those guys that went public yesterday. So again, like you said, three out of the four commitments from this past weekend went public. The first one being Kelton Henderson. He's a little bit of a versatile player, but he was actually recruited as a wide receiver with Justin Stepp. For South Carolina, you've got Connor Cox. He is a tight end. And then Cameron Upshaw, a defensive back. So those are the three guys that went public, still waiting on that fourth welcome home tweet that Shane Beamer sent out. But we've actually got a little bit of video. We're getting real fancy here on GC Live today. And I think it's perfect. There's Kelton Henderson right there. Wes, maybe talk about him a little bit more in depth. What is South Carolina getting out of Henderson with this commit? 
Yeah, you know, I think first of all, Kendall, uh, listed as an athlete, four-star guy, but being recruited to South Carolina as a wide receiver. So uh, this is a guy that Justin Stepp landed. You look at this film right here, and if you're on the audio version, um, you know, you can go watch it on YouTube as far as the video goes. And, you know, I think he's just a guy that can make plays. I mean, you see him right now. They use him with the football in his hands a lot of different ways in the passing game, in the running game, on jet sweeps. Uh, he plays some safety as well. I'm sure there were some schools that were very intrigued by playing him at the safety position. Uh, return game, just a little bit of everything. I, I think this is a guy that, that's going to come in, and they're going to look for ways to get him the football. Um, on three has him as a four-star. The industry average has him as a four-star. On three as a company is a little bit higher on him than the rest of the recruiting industry. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that's got a track background. You see very good speed on film and just – a Florida athlete. I think if you can land Florida athletes that have the offers this guy does, um, you know, South Carolina, Michigan, LSU, he was going to take a Michigan official visit. That's, uh, I would guess, shut down now that he's, you know, committed to South Carolina. So, uh, yeah, if you get if you get these guys, um, you, you're going to do pretty well as far as adding athletes to your team. So, um, good get for the Gamecocks. And actually, Kendall currently – their highest rated recruit on the commitment list. Mm -hmm. He's in the ESPN 300, correct? Yes, yeah. he is. Um, top 300 for those guys. Uh, top 300, I think, for on three as well. Um, four star on on three, four star on ESPN, high three star on 24-7, high three star on Rivals, I think. And um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see if the other – you know, if the other guys get in line with those four-star rankings and, and maybe it's a guy that could maybe see his overall ranking go up, um, you know, this offseason. Yeah, and as you can see from those videos, like you said, just an all-around athlete, very versatile, different positions, doing different things. Just a guy who could do everything for South Carolina. And I think this past year with Nicky Minwari, kind of similar. He was a guy who played a lot of different positions. He's come in, and from what we've heard, what's been happening throughout summer practice and workout so far has been doing extremely well. So working out for him when you have guys that are just all-around talented athletes, obviously something huge for South Carolina. Now another one of those public commits from yesterday is tight end Connor Cox. And that's another one of those guys that really, really quickly the tweet went out for the welcome home. And then he turned around and said, I'm committing to South Carolina. So what do you know about Connor West? Yeah, this is the guy that I, I think was a heavy lean to South Carolina. We, we had reported that going into the visit that he would be on commit watch. So not really a huge surprise that he ends up with South Carolina. Kind, kind of no nonsense with his recruitment. Even when the welcome home went out, he like retweeted it and uh, and was like spurs up and it was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, do, do we does that count as his commitment? Like, is he, yeah. you know? And I I'd even I had DM'd him and he he even said he was like, yes, I'm committed. And I'm like, so can I run my story or you know, we always try to do try to do right by the kids, you know? And uh, I'm like well, are we good to go here or not? So it was kind of just no nonsense, not a whole lot of flash to his recruitment, but had some really, really good offers. And, uh, you know, Texas was involved. You know, a, a guy that I, I think probably fits what South Carolina is looking for at tight end is someone who could be, I, I would say to compare it to like current or very recent Gamecocks, like Nick Muse in that you can line him up on the line of scrimmage. He can block for you. He can also be a receiving threat. But uh, it's more of that dual threat tight end as opposed to being like a Jaheim Bell who you look at as more of like a re receiver all the way, you know, Jaheim even being almost like a running back at times. I, I think Connor, I would say more of a like traditional tight end is, is what you would call him. And, you know, a, a kid that if you look at Jody Wright and kind of um, coming in, not necessarily being in a, a place where, he had the prior relationships with these guys. You were kind of having to start over if you're Jody Wright. And uh, Connor Cox was someone that Eric Kimry had already gotten on campus once. Then you had the changeover at tight end coach. And then uh, Cox came in for a spring practice, met Jody Wright in person for the first time. And really that's when uh, the, the relationship was really able to get going, sets the official visit, and then South Carolina locks it in this weekend. So I look for them to take two tight ends in this class. But now they have obviously one of those slots filled, 
And again, a, a guy that I think could be a blocker, but also as you see on the film right here, if you're on the video version of the show, he does uh, do a lot of things in space as far as going and catching the football in high school. You see right now, though, also does a little bit of work in, in the box, just sort of um, working close to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it's great stuff. I kind of love how he wasn't like super flashy with the uh, the commitment and with the recruitment process. And actually, he's one of those guys that I'll be talking to in the next few days. So we'll get to know Connor a little bit more on a personal level so that the fans can kind of know the kind of guys that they're getting in the 2023 class. So he's one of those interviews that's coming up as well. So certainly looking forward to that. Now, the final public commitment from yesterday and yes there are still more commitments to come and i'm sure you know we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show but announcement dates have been set for other guys but that final public commitment that came out yesterday was from defensive back cameron upshaw wes what do we know about him yeah cam's another kid that i think south carolina was in a pretty good position with coming into the visit and um has some has some friends at South Carolina's recruiting as well. Uh, Pup Howard, big time four star uh, linebacker. He's good buddies with him. Kwan Banks, who's a South Carolina freshman, was actually his uh, player host for the official visit. They're buddies, and uh, they're from the same general area there in Florida. And so, you know, I think Torian Gray had done a good job of building a strong relationship here. Um, Cam, another guy with a nice offer list. Florida State has been involved. You know, I think they were a program to watch early on in his recruitment. How how hard were they going to push? You know, uh, could South Carolina beat out the in-state program for him? But um, 6'2 kid, you know, someone that I, I think has some versatility as well. They they talked about probably as a safety, could play some nickelback, could even play some cornerback, depending on how he develops as a player. And that was really a big part of the conversation with, with him and, and T. Gray and Clayton White and the staff was just – you know, how he would be used. And, you know, there, there was a lot of honesty involved here. I, I think, um, you know, it kind of – I kind of thought it was interesting, Kendall, when when he originally – when we originally talked to him after, um, you know, the official visit, that, he you know, he sort of admitted that he had thought about being a silent commit and then, like, announcing on down the road, basically. Mm -hmm. And – you know, I, I think there's maybe a little sense of the staff maybe wanting the guys to, if hey, if you're going to commit, we're willing to let you go have your moment if you want to do like an announcement or something. But mm -hmm. um, committing, and again, I'm just sort of filling in the blanks here. I, I think they'd much rather see the guys tell the staff and then go public fa fairly soon. And uh, so he ultimately did decide to not wait to commit uh, publicly, but to just go ahead and, and you know, sort of uh, lock it in and, and let everybody know where he was going. And, uh, you know, he, he's another one that I think you're going to talk to here soon. And I just he, – he appears to be a really good kid as well. Like, I, I think, Kendall, that is a trend I've seen. Um, you know, you've already – you've talked to Zabari and Trevon mm -hmm. Ball so far, right? Like, yes, uh, yep. Just uh, – I, I like I don't know I like the makeup of these kids like they they all seem to be like really genuine um, straight up kids and they all obviously are going to have their different personalities their different takes on life and how they carry themselves but um, Cam so far just a really uh, good communicator as far as uh, getting stuff set up and interviews and stuff like that and um, I, I really kind of like the the character of this class so far just you know, firmly basing it on my experience with the guys, but it, but it is kind of impressive. And I, I know you're probably looking forward to letting the fans get to know these guys a little bit better off the field uh, moving forward. Yeah, I'm so excited. And Cam is another one of those guys. Like you said, he's been super prompt in responding. So we already have an interview time set up as well. So that'll be coming out this week. I certainly didn't want to wait and I want to have the chance for all of our GC fans, all of our Gamecock fans to get to know the players. And I really do echo what you said. Like the guys so far in the class that I have talked to, and I've pretty much talked to every single one that has committed, 
they've been great. And same goes for 2024. We've talked to a lot of 2024 guys who South Carolina has offered, and they have been great too. I actually put out a tweet a couple of days ago saying there hasn't been one player, one commit, one recruit that I've ever talked to and had a bad experience with. And I just think that that speaks volumes to the type of players that South Carolina is going for. So that's a little bit, you know, off off topic, but I do want to But, but it is on topic too, though, yeah. I feel like. You know, it matters. Yeah, you don't want a bunch of prima donnas in a program that are going to make it about me instead of we. And Shane Beamer has like harped on this whole family atmosphere and love. And that's great. But if that's a facade and that's not the truth and that's not the kind of players that you're getting, then it's just not really something that I think the fans would buy into. But because the players are actually the type of people that Shane Beamer is claiming this program to be full of, you know that like it's the real deal and Beamer really is creating this and this is genuine and this is legit. And I think that that's huge for South Carolina fans to know that because from what we've seen and we do get to see it from the inside a little bit more than most people, it has been one of those things where I've just been thoroughly impressed with everybody within the program right now, people committed and people who are being recruited by the program. So I'm really excited to talk to Cam, like you said, just another one of those guys that I think is a great addition to this class for South Carolina. And I want to talk a little bit more, Wes, about the OVs from this past weekend. But before we get into that, I want to talk about some of these announcement dates that have been set from some pretty big names in terms of South Carolina recruits. So we'll kind of go chronologically here. On Wednesday, there's an announcement that is to be set, um, and it is with Jalen Kilgore. So he's going to be announcing on June 15th at 2 p.m. again this Wednesday. He was here for an OV this past weekend with South Carolina. So what are you hearing on him? Yeah, I think Gamecock fans should feel pretty good there. Um, You know, we talked about it in our recruiting rundown uh, for people who saw that. If a guy if a guy is on your campus and then he literally while he's on the campus or like very quickly after sets his decision date, that's usually a, a pretty good sign for you, especially in this case, setting it for like, you know, a couple of days later. So, yeah. um, you know, Wednesday announcement for him. This is a guy South Carolina has been extremely high on for for so long like they they were the first to offer um really the first to prioritize him then you look at this offer list it has steadily grown clemson offered um oklahoma had him in on official visit Uh, michigan has been involved um you know those are some of the other finalists there and i I think speaks volumes about his talent level and would be um would be right up there I, i think with anybody else that you can mention that they're targeting as far as like a top target at his particular position and you know I think they need top safeties in this class Kendall so if they can get you know you look at the seniors on campus right now at safety two senior starters more than likely they're gonna need some guys that can come in and play and I think Jalen could be that guy if, if they can close it out on, on Wednesday but I I feel pretty good about that um, official visit went extremely well I understand and um, I, I'll say this you know this is a kid Talk about again. I'm I'm gonna go a little bit off the football side of things, but talk about dedication. Um, he was, I believe, one of the first guys scheduled to leave the official on Sunday, and uh, he got back to Georgia. And um, you know, we had reached out asking for an interview, and uh, he said, uh, "I have to hit y'all back later. Um, I'm about to go to church." So he he took his official visit, and. Um, then, you know, was was back in time and was in church after what, you know, these official visits are fun, but they are very busy. Like, they're, there's a lot to it. It would have been really easy just to, like, you know, take your Sunday off. But, obviously, church is something that's important to him. And uh, he, he was right back in there in church. So, I, um, I thought that just said something about his dedication to something that is clearly important to him and his family. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I think with him, you know, making that decision on Wednesday, especially with Clemson being in the hunt there to potentially land him, 
I think that it's very interesting because, you know, with South Carolina in Clemson, that's obviously like if he does commit to South Carolina and he makes that decision to come play in Columbia and South Carolina edges out Clemson for that player, you want to talk about fans getting excited about something. That would be something that fans would get very excited about because, of course, it's always going to be competitive with Clemson. So he obviously has a ton of great offers, a ton of great options. And we'll know here in just two days, actually less than two days now, because he's going to be announcing at 2 p.m. on Wednesday. Again, that's Jalen Kilgore, safety in the class of 2023. Another one of those players that is going to be announcing their commitment. It's coming on July 2nd. It's four-star running back DJ Braswell. So where do you think South Carolina stands with him? Yeah, you know, I think they are I think they're in pretty good shape here as well. And I say that though, Kendall, without having quite as much I haven't been able to gather quite as much information on where um things are, as much feedback on the visit, to be completely honest. But just again, on the surface, the fact that he set that announcement, um, you know, basic basically going into the visit or on the visit, I, I don't know exactly when, you know, but I, I think that's that generally sort of speaks to, to South Carolina being in good shape with the guy. That said, you know, with Kilgore, it was like more specific and right around the corner. This is a visit or this is an announcement that is still, you know, at least a few weeks away and he has more visits set up. So I, um, I think this is one we'll be continuing to, frankly, gather information on in the next couple of weeks. Um, visiting Nebraska last week, that was an official visit as well was at South Carolina, obviously, this week. He's going to go to Louisville officially this coming weekend, and then we'll be at Boston College, I'm pretty sure, that weekend after. So you're talking about a situation where the recruitment is still sort of playing out. We'll see how those visits go. Right now, at least publicly, what he told us, South Carolina and Nebraska tied at the top. That's a little bit different than it was prior to the official, which Nebraska was his public leader after his official there. So – Nebraska was on top. South Carolina ties it up. Um, I I would be a little bit surprised if Louisville or Boston College can pass South Carolina or Nebraska. Been wrong before, but as long as those two schools, you know, really want him, which I can tell you South Carolina does, probably comes down to those two schools. Um, you would think the Gamecocks could win that battle on the surface unless he just just fell in love at Nebraska and you know and, and that's that sometimes that happens sometimes a guy just gets to a school and says this is my place these are my people but mm-hmm. um you know head to head the the factor of being much much closer for a Georgia kid um you're if you're in Georgia you're in SEC country so you know you you would think on on the surface that this would be a battle the Gamecocks can win and this is a guy they they like quite a bit uh, at the running back position. Speaking of Georgia kids, that is just the perfect segue into. I planned that. There, thank you for that. You made my job really easy there. Uh, but that is just the perfect segue into the last player who has announced his commitment date. It is Dylan Lonergan. He is a four-star quarterback recruit for South Carolina in the class of 2023. He has been diligent throughout this recruitment process and we use that word on the recruiting rundown which will be coming out a little bit later and I think it's really interesting because like you said he did set his announcement date right after his OV to South Carolina he was just here this past weekend on an official visit and as of right now the on three RPM which is the recruiting prediction machine has it that South Carolina has a 63 percent chance to land Lonergan. Stanford is still in the mix too. He's going to be going there for an OB. Alabama, he was just there for an OB. They're still in the mix. Florida as well. So that name, Wes, like when that came out yesterday that he's announcing on July 5th, that obviously got a ton of traction and a ton of notice. And there he is right there. And you mentioned this earlier on the recruiting rundown, but he is one of the best quarterback still left in this 2023 class that isn't committed. So what do we know about that announcement coming from him and where he stands with South Carolina? Yeah, like you said, he he is arguably the top guy that's still out there uncommitted, four-star kid, 
offers from all over. Um, on the field, talent is off the charts. Baseball prospect as well, even, you know, maybe a Major League Baseball guy potentially. So that's something to keep an eye on if you're one of these schools too. Uh, you know, does he get drafted high in the MLB draft and just, uh, you know, go play baseball, right? Right now, though, it seems like he wants to play football and baseball in college. Uh, you know, the schools you mentioned are definitely involved. Um, I tend to think Florida probably not going to be the choice. I think South Carolina, Stanford, um, Alabama's maybe the dark horse. Now you got the whole two-quarterback thing there. They already have a, a quarterback committed. Ohio State is a school he's talked about maybe sneaking in an official visit to there. But, yeah, I, I tend to agree with the RPM, which uh, basically takes sentiment and predictions and visits and all these other things and then spits out a percentage. And um, it has South Carolina as the favorite, but it doesn't have them as like 98% or 95% or anything like that. I, I think you look at real quick here, if I pull it up, like Jalen Kilgore with the announcement on Wednesday – it gives South Carolina a 92% chance to, to land him. I sort of agree with that. And most of the time, if it says that, uh, that that's probably where the guy's going to end up going. So with him, the percentage you gave, that's probably where I am. Like I would say South Carolina is the favorite. It certainly makes sense for, for Carolina to be the favorite. He's been there. I want to say that was sixth or seventh time in the process maybe. And, yeah, you know, you use the word diligent. That's, uh, I mean, that describes it. He has gone through this process step by step, um, visit by visit. Um, kind of interesting. He first stepped foot on South Carolina's campus. I think it was June 3rd, 2021 was the first visit because, remember, recruiting was shut down um, prior to that. They couldn't take unofficial visits because of COVID. So, literally, this has been a, a year process. Uh, for South Carolina, for Lonergan, and uh, we'll we'll see it all play out. We'll see what happens on July 5th. It's definitely going to be interesting the day after the 4th of July. I think I'll be spending my whole 4th of July just thinking, what is he going to say when he gets out there and makes his commitment to a school? And like you said, there he is, all of his film, very talented quarterback and someone that South Carolina has been extremely high on, obviously, with his rankings, what he's done on the field, and as we mentioned, the RPM. Sitting right now, South Carolina, they're estimating, has a 63% chance of getting Lonergan. Now, I want to talk a little bit more just about the official visits in general, Wes. I also like that little fade out. You did like a nice little fade out there of the video. That was a very yeah. high tech. We're just getting very high tech over here. Not my first rodeo. Don't though. mind us. Don't mind us. Um, but talking about the OV a little bit more, we mentioned obviously Dylan was there. Jalen was there as well. 13 guys in total at South Carolina this past weekend. I do my nightly runs. Um, around the stadium because I'm training for a half marathon and I wasn't doing anything on Saturday night. So I was like, okay, I'll just go run around the stadium. So I go and run around the stadium. Lights are fully on. Like it's the whole thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, like, you know, it's OV weekend. And then also I was driving down the road next to a golf cart with several recruiting assistants driving it around. Uh, so that's, that's how, you know, it's a big weekend, but what did you hear from some of those other guys that maybe we didn't mention about how their experience was on their official visit? Yeah, I got the list in front of me uh, because it is 13 guys. Uh, I think, obviously, you've got – so the three the three public commits, right? And then you get the three announcements. So we've pretty much covered six of the 13 uh, have either committed or they have an announcement out there. It'll be curious. It'll be interesting to see can South Carolina sort of have made a move with any of the remaining – um, seven. See, that's math. You normally don't have to do math in this job, but I think I did get that right, Kendall. Um, Kelby Collins, big-time defensive lineman out of Alabama. Um, by the way, all 13 that were expected in did make it in. I think of Collins probably a little bit more of a long shot for South Carolina. Um, Jaden Greathouse, uh, big-time wide receiver out of Texas. He was hosted on his official visit by Landon Sampson, so they matched up the Texas wide receivers with each other. A little bit of a prior, some prior connections there with them knowing some of the same people. So that was very, um, I would say, smart to 
to link them up. Great House considered a major Notre Dame lean. Probably going to be tough to beat them, but South Carolina, from what I hear, did very well, did pretty much all they could. Like, we'll see if it, it matters, but the visit went well. Um, some other guys we haven't talked about at all yet. A couple of edge guys. Um, Desmond Yumea uh, Zulu, uh, Jabron Harvey, a couple of edge guys from out of state. Uh, they made it in. I'll tell you the one I'm sort of intrigued about would be Carmelo Taylor. And we have not talked to him yet. I know I've been efforting that. Kendall is efforting that uh, for one of her video interviews. Very intriguing recruitment in that it only just took off. Like, this is a kid people did not know about. Some of his junior film got out that just had not really been posted before. And college coaches were very, very intrigued by him. New offers rolled in. South Carolina was able to get in quickly. This was his first official visit of the process. So you would imagine for someone who hadn't not only taken any officials, but hasn't taken hardly any like unofficials, they haven't gotten the experience yet. You would be blown away to take an SEC official visit, mm -hmm. I feel like, if you haven't been on – you yeah. haven't seen all the – the stuff yet, right? Like you haven't seen all the stuff that goes into that. So Kendall, I'll be very curious to see his public comments, public reactions, because this is someone South Carolina likes a lot. He was the 100 and 200 meter champ um, in the state of Virginia. He won that last weekend. So uh, it's been a big, it's been a big month for this kid. Recruitment has blown up, won a couple state titles, took an official visit. I'm sure he'll probably take a couple more, but I'll be curious to see his feedback because I think he's someone the Gamecocks could make a big move with. Um, and just not not to – I want to have mentioned everybody. So, uh, Big Tree, Babalade. Talking big offensive line. Very excited. We'll be talking to him. We're going to be doing uh, the recruitment with him, so we'll hear all about that experience this weekend. Very, very good personality. Fantastic kid. Um that would be a really good interview for you. Uh, we, you know, we talked to him after the visit, had a great time. Um, Greg Atkins has done a fantastic job. A recruiting assistant, Sam Surbay, has done a fantastic job being involved with him. And uh, Carolina, I would say, in a like cautiously optimistic place with him, but he's got more official visits coming up. So we'll see, can they maintain there? Is another Maryland prospect. They've sort of steadily been trying to to get into the state of Maryland, get into that DMV area. And uh, let's see, who else have we not mentioned? We just mentioned Big Tree. Um, and then Braylon Johnson, three-star safety out of Highland Springs, Virginia. That is the same high school as Antoine Wells Jr., South Carolina wide receiver. And uh, his head coach actually played at Virginia Tech and um, was there when Shane Beamer was there, uh, played under Frank Beamer. So uh, there are some there's some connections. Football world is tinier than people think. Connections there. Of the you know of, of those final seven we just mentioned, I think Carolina probably you know if they push, I think they got a good shot at Braylon Johnson. Like I said, we'll see on Big Tree. They really you know they really want Big Tree. We'll see if they can pull that off. Carmelo Taylor, I got a, I got a pretty good feeling they they could have made a move there. And then uh, I just I don't you know I, I think Collins and Great House. You probably put those in like a long shot category. And then um, the two edge rush guys, Desmond and J. Bron, I don't know. I, I think I think could go either way. Um, sometimes hard to pull guys out of North Carolina. Um, North Carolina also involved with Desmond. So we'll see. But that that's sort of hopefully we hit we gave people an idea of a little snippet of what to think on, on all the guys. Yeah, I think it's funny that you mentioned those North Carolina players. I posted this on my Twitter the other day, but again, when I was running around williams Bryce Stadium, I saw right by the recruit gate where all of the guys would go into the stadium on their OBs, there's a big sign that's up on a lamppost that says the real Carolina or like the only Carolina or something like that. So I thought that was a nice little touch. I don't know who all noticed it or whatever. And honestly, it could have been there for months and I just never paid attention. But I do spend a lot of time running around there and I had just noticed it this past week before the official visit. So I thought that was an interesting touch, but certainly a lot more coming 
with these guys that were on the official visits. And then there's another official visit weekend coming up June 24th through the 26th. A lot of big name guys coming to South Carolina as well. Shane Beamer still has some more high school camps coming. We are doing all that we can to try to talk to as many guys, all of them, get them for written articles, videos inside the recruitment, whatever we can do to hear from them. We want to be able to do that. So we're trying to get all that we can. And there is so much going on, which has been very exciting uh, for us. But I feel like I've just been like blowing up everybody's phone left and right asking for interviews. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'll tell you one we're going to be blowing up later this week. Sandwiched in between the major visit weekend that just completed, all the camp days. Camp is not quite halfway done. I think that was camp number four on Friday. So not quite halfway there. June 24th, the next major official visit weekend. Sandwiched between all of that, Kendall, South Carolina will host actually starting tomorrow. So starting Tuesday, midweek visit for Lakeland, Florida, four-star wide receiver Tyler Williams. Mm -hmm. Um, You talked to his teammate, uh, Daedron Zipperer. Uh, Zip, great kid. Uh, Had the chance to interview him a couple times. You've interviewed him as well. And – the two of them have been maybe talking a little bit about the possibility of playing together. Um, Tyler Williams, someone we've not talked about on the show at all, but he he was really a target South Carolina wanted to be involved with way back. I want to say this was like January when they were like really starting to get involved with the different, um, you know, 2023 guys and, and sort of setting their board. And it just uh, it didn't originally happen. I don't think there was much interest on his part. And it's kind of interesting. Zip got the offer. He takes an unofficial visit. And then all of a sudden, Tyler Williams uh, sets an official to South Carolina. So my my guess is the Gamecocks got a little bit of help from that that visit going very, very well. And going to be tough to land him. I mean, you can look at his profile. He went to Clemson June 3rd. He went to Georgia June 10th. He's doing the midweek South Carolina visit. He's going to A&M. He's going to Ole Miss. Big boy recruiting battle. But on three has him as the number 55 player in the entire country. Monster, monster athlete and someone that South Carolina would love to just take a swing at. This is one of those you just take – if you can get him on your campus, take your best shot. So Gamecock fans – don't don't get too carried away yet, but you're allowed to be excited by getting someone who is um, almost top 50 in the country on your campus the middle of this week. And all of a sudden, you look at adding Kelton Henderson to the receiver class, having him locked in. Some of the other guys are going to get on campus later this month. You can start to slowly see the receiver class mm-hmm. begin to take uh, hold as well. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you, Wes, about the midweek visit, because obviously it's different from these massive official visit weekends where you have, you know, 10 plus guys that are on campus and they could be future teammates and they're kind of bonding and getting to know each other a little bit better. So do you think that the fact that this is a midweek visit doesn't really like bode well for South Carolina because he won't be around like a bunch of other players, or do you think that that's not really key in this situation? Yeah, I think it's a great question and probably a question um, many fans would probably ask as well, Kendall. I I don't think it's like the ideal you know situation. In other words, if you if I was a coach and you let me pick, I'm gonna pick the weekend OV pretty much every time. So we're, we're not going to BS people and, like, spin it and be like, you know, ah, it doesn't really matter. I'll, give, me, give me the one where I've got some other guys, some excitement, some hype. Um, you know, weekends are just more fun than Wednesdays. Like, that, that's always been the case. But, again, if you can get that guy on your campus, you, you don't care what day. You know, like, you'll, you'll make the best of it. Justin Stepp, for a young guy, is a veteran recruiter, like – you look at what he's done everywhere he's been as far as landing talent. He will put together a uh, a great couple of days for him, and he's really he's very just high like personally involved. You know, he's not going to be one of these guys that's going to just hand it off to a recruiting assistant and be like 
make make it a good weekend or make it a good two days. He's going to be very personally involved. So I, I think continuing to build that relationship, he will put him with somebody who uh, who will make sure that you know he has a good time regardless of the day. And uh, a bit of a long shot, I think, going in like that's realistically he's going to be hard to land. But again, it's one of those where if you're South Carolina. You, you're not, you're not going to land these guys without getting them on your campus and giving yourself a chance. So if you have a chance, I'm going to throw the film up right now. This this is just a, a true blue chip difference maker at the wide receiver position. And um, we'll see if they can make a move and see if they can maybe build on this momentum that uh, seems to have started to roll for them. Oh, my gosh. I love that one. That kind of reminded me like a little bit of like a small version of the Josh Van catch last year. Cause I mean, he's literally just out there like completely uncovered in most of these videos, just making plays. And it's like, he could have probably, you know, cracked a joke, drank a full Powerade, done whatever he wanted to do in that time. What did he, he call in some pizza? <laughs> yeah. What, what did he order? Was it pizza? I don't remember, but he like got some sort of food delivered, I think was maybe golfing, doing a bunch of stuff, kind of getting similar vibes here, like very similar vibes from just the fact that he is out there just absolutely burning. And and this kid is tall too. Like he's outrunning people, but he is not a short receiver by by any I mean, he just beat this kid by ten yards. The quarterback didn't get it there, but um yeah, you can I mean to me, you can talk about evaluations and film and all this stuff. The true, like, blue chips, like, borderline five-star guys, you can just glance at it and be like, okay, that guy's on a different level yeah. than most of the other people on the screen. It's like they're playing a video game or something. And he looks like a boy or a man amongst boys. Like, no offense yeah. to everybody else in the video. Like, you know, I'm not saying they're not talented or, or whatever, but, like, he literally – is sticking out to where it's like, if you're looking at that, if you had no knowledge about football and I said, okay, which one of these players is the best player? You could probably point it out if you had no football knowledge, which I think is huge. And that's a major compliment you can give to somebody who plays football when they just are so far above. And it's so obvious just by watching the tape. Yeah. And against Florida high school talent. Yeah. So as you I mean, said, yeah. These aren't scrubs. Like these, no. everybody on this field is like a really solid football Talented. player, I'm sure. And he's just running by him. Oh, yeah. somebody did drag him down there. That was impressive. Well, that is going to be certainly interesting to watch. Uh, Wes, I think before we get out of here, we maybe have a little bit of time. It's never too early to talk about some of the 2024 guys who were in town this past week. I thought you were going to say it's never too early to talk about taxes. Oh, well, yeah, it's never too early to talk about taxes. We'll get into that first. It is never too early to talk about taxes. You were working on your taxes the other day. Sorry, I keep cutting you off, Kendra. Gosh, but. no, like the fact that you're bringing up like me working on my taxes, that was a big step in the right direction for me. I'm trying to like get it right so that I'll be ready to go next year because this year was a little bit of a race to the finish line. We made it. I had taxiety and I didn't call Liberty Tax and that was my problem. So like we said, never too early to start thinking about your taxes so that way next year you're not up the creek without a paddle. You can call 803-462-5576. They've got locations in Lexington, Irmo, all around the Columbia area. Liberty Tax is certainly the way to go, and we certainly thank them for being a sponsor of GC Live. Always great to work with them. We still got that graphic up there just a, a pinch longer so you all could take a picture of it. Go back 15 seconds. Make sure that you're contacting Liberty Tax for all of your tax needs. But it is also never too early to talk about the class of 2024. And I think we can get into it a little yeah. bit here towards the end of the show. So Shane Beamer hosting his high school camps last week. And there were a couple of really big name guys. You mentioned this in our recruiting rundown show, but maybe one of the most star studded weekends in terms of South Carolina recruits that were in town. Two of those big names being Dante Reno and Jaden Bradford, both four star quarterbacks in the class of 2024 that South Carolina 
is very, very excited about extended offers to both of those guys. And then, you know, in return, Jaden and Dante both very excited about South Carolina as well. I was actually interested in this before we kind of get into talking about them and some of the other guys that were there. I was looking at their RPM on on three. So right now, on three has it that South Carolina has a 74.7 chance of landing Bradford. That second school that's kind of in the hunt is NC State at 17.8. And then for Dante Reno, this is one of those numbers that's big. And obviously he's 2024, so this could change. But 96.2% is the RPM for Reno right now. Everything else is less than one. Virginia, less than one. Kentucky, less than one. So those two guys, massive names, and they were actually uh, working out together, getting a little one-on-one time with Sat as well last week. They were. That was cool to watch them throw side-by-side. Obviously, you know, I think they're aware aware of each other. You know, they they both know. They're both 2024 quarterbacks, both four-star guys, both South Carolina targets. And, um, you know, but they're they're both – extremely impressive kids like good kids um you know they they were working out together they were working out i would say they got as much firsthand um coaching from marcus satterfield as you know as anybody we've seen out there he was working with both of them and um that was really cool just to watch two guys throw side by side that actually kind of similar to watching the tyler williams film you could just instantly tell which guys were the the established power five quarterback targets. The ball comes out of their hand differently than whatever random quarterback in high school you could just go watch, right? So I think the interesting thing about both guys, their ability to throw the ball from different arm angles, their ability to sort of effortlessly just kind of flick the ball out, and um, that was pretty quickly evident. And uh, it's evident South Carolina is in really good shape with both. Reno's now been on campus three times his visits end up usually being more than just a drop-in you know this time he was there for like three days it's kind of an unofficial official visit and mm-hmm. uh, you know I think that was good for South Carolina sort of to, to put the I would almost say the finishing touches Kendall that may be a little premature to say he hasn't you know locked in a commit date or anything like that but I just got the feeling coming into this visit based on everything I had heard that this was just sort of the the let's check off all the boxes. Um, let me make sure because Dante and I, you know, I, I try to be careful about what I say, but Dante has made he's not hidden how much he likes South Carolina. You know, he's he's had Gamecock stuff on, uh, like you pointed out on on Twitter. Um, hypes the program up by retweeting other targets. Um, has built relationships already with some of those twenty twenty four guys and. Um, you know, then you look at uh, Jaden as well. He's a guy that's from right down the road from Columbia and Chapin uh, grew up, uh, you know, playing in, in that system is at IMG now and, uh, you know, really likes the Gamecocks as well. And they had all those guys on campus, you know, the same the same day in some cases. And then the next day, Cam Pringle in, Josiah Thompson in, uh, MJ Bennett, uh, receiver from Greenville in. Um, they've really – you know, I think they're doing really good work on 2023, but if you start to look ahead, they've, like, really set themselves up for success for what I think – I think 2024 already looks like it could be, like, a marquee class of mm-hmm. high school guys for South Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned Jaden Bradford here. Uh, hoping to be able to get him on a show shortly on Gamecock Central. He's the only quarterback that I haven't – have the chance to talk to out of those three big names, those being Dylan Lonergan, Dante Reno, and Jaden Bradford. Those are the three main guys that South Carolina is obviously targeting in the 2023-2024 classes. So hoping to talk to him soon. We had the chance to see his dad. He's an awesome guy. And like you said, a Chapin local. So someone who has grown up around the program and really knows a lot about South Carolina. I have talked to Dante twice now. Really great kid. And like you said, someone who is very excited about South Carolina, what they have, you know, potentially in store for him if he does come. 
He mentions like being able to spend time when he was on campus this week with Luke Doty, Tanner Bailey. He like specifically made a comment to me when we were talking about how much he enjoyed spending time with Tanner Bailey. He mentioned spending time with Spencer Rattler as well. So a lot of time spent with those current quarterbacks for South Carolina. And he just couldn't have spoken more highly about those guys, his experience getting to kind of be coached up by Marcus Satterfield getting to see Shane Beamer as well. So seems like it was a really good trip for him. Great visit. But like you said, someone who has not hidden how he feels about South Carolina. And I think that that really reflects in that RPM. Again, 96.2. That is what on three is predicting the chances are for South Carolina to land Dante. And then Jaden still up there as well with, I mean, compared to 96, it's not as high, but like you don't often see like a 74.7 this early on, I think in the recruiting process. And, and he's very, very much up there too. So it was cool to see all those guys out there at the camps. I think it was a really fun day for a lot of them. And something that was awesome about the camps is you had obviously these big names that South Carolina has offered. You had some guys that came in without an offer that left with an offer for South Carolina. And then you had guys come in that knew they weren't going to get an offer. Some of them are never going to play college football, but it seems like everybody had a really good time and they were still being coached up and still leaving the camp, I think, learning something. And a lot of people that were leaving and that I heard talking and, and whatever, they were speaking really highly of their experience at the camp. Well, I think um, there was a little extra juice those days, I feel like, as far as the energy around the program. Uh, you know, you had a couple of 2023s that are just big-time players as well. Uh, Montague Rames, the edge rusher from Sumter. Uh, Chantavian Bradley, edge rusher from Missouri. Both extremely highly recruited edge rushers. Uh, uh, let's see, Xavier McLeod was there as well. You know, you had some dudes on campus that are extremely highly recruited. I respected the fact that Bradley and Rames worked out, um, even though they have all the offers. Mm -hmm. There was no requirement. There was no push of, you know, you have to work out. Like, you have an offer. You're going to be a guy regardless. But they went out there and got in some extra work, spent some time with the coaches. I think that says a lot about their sort of, like, competitive edge, competitive spirit. So, that's all. That always stands out to me. But yeah, to your point, I mean, if you're like ninety eight nine percent of the guys are are never going to play SEC football, but it's still a fun opportunity to go get coached by an SEC football staff, to get to see a beautiful indoor facility, to get to be on the South Carolina practice field, to get you know pictures and selfies with the coaches. I mean, whether you're out there trying to earn an offer, whether you already have an offer or whether you're just wanting to get some extra work and have a good experience. Um, the camps, I, I think the camps are really cool. If I, you know, if I was a coach out there, high school coach, I'm taking my my guys to these camps. You can take yeah. a, a whole – I think it's like it's 20-something bucks, I think, to, to go. It's not like, you know, mm -hmm. you can't, get, you can't any, get anything for 20 bucks anymore, I feel like. <laughs> uh, my my four tacos at Tacos Nayari are over $20. Yeah. So, I mean, I think – I think it's smart. Like if you're Shane Beamer and you've got these camps and they're obviously something that a lot of people can come to and not very expensive. I mean, if you think about it in this way, and this is just kind of the way my mind works. I don't know if this is how they're thinking about it at all, but you have lots of guys from lots of different programs coming in to compete, to be able to participate in these camps. And if they leave that camp with a great experience, number one, looks great on the South Carolina football program. You always want that. Like you never want somebody leaving and being like, that was a horrible experience. Never want to go back. Hate South Carolina. Their coaches are the worst, blah, blah, blah. Have never heard anybody say that, but you just don't want people ever saying that. Number two, a lot of these guys that are playing college football, like kind of an example with Daedron Zipper, they go back to their schools and you never know who could be on these teams. Like when I was in high school, we had – um, Sam Howell, who played at Sun Valley, which was our rival school. And then Gavin Blackwell, who was a couple years younger than him, he was a receiver at Sun Valley too. Sam goes, has an incredible experience, whatever, comes back, tells Gavin, like, this is the best, whatever. You see it all the time. So you never know who these guys, whether you're recruiting them or not, are talking to. You never know who they know, what they're saying about their experience at South Carolina. So even if some no-name who's never going to get an offer has a friend, 
and they're like, oh yeah, that was a great experience. Shane Beamer was awesome, such a great coach, loved working with Clayton White, whatever, whatever. They're going to go back and say that, and it just looks good. I don't know. That's the way my mind works. I mean, there's so many players, and you can't always be thinking that way, but it's never, ever bad to put your best foot forward in every situation because you just don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, and I, I want to add a little insight to that too, Kendall. Um, that was your – so you were there Thursday and Friday. That was your first South Carolina camp experience, right? Yes. Um, so I'm going to rewind time to when Steve Spurrier was at South Carolina. And I had my sort of first camp experiences. And they did not have the indoor practice facility yet. So if, you, if you're not familiar with Columbia, most of you are, Columbia in the summer has got to be one of the top 10 hottest places on the entire planet Earth and maybe every other planet. So <laughs> you, if you were... Because I think it's going to be 100 degrees this week. I, I just yeah, saw it. It's going to be 100 plus. So, Kendall, I know at one point you, you said, yeah, you know, you got some sun out there, right? Mm-hmm. But when, if you were outside watching what was going on outside and you got a little too hot, what could you do? You could walk right back in to the indoor facility, mm-hmm. which is air conditioned, believe it or not. Very, very massive build. Not all indoors are actually around the country are actually air conditioned. So mm-hmm. it is an air conditioned facility. Well, if you're a high school football player, you know, you're going to go out there. You're probably going to compete regardless. But in my experience, you want mama and daddy to leave having a good time as well. And I always contended there is no way in you know where um, – that you could have a good time if you sat in a lawn chair watching little Jimmy compete for five or six hours in the Columbia heat. It's just impossible. So in my opinion, one of the best things South Carolina ever did was build that indoor facility because the camp, you can attest to this, Kendall, the camp is built, is sort of built out from the indoor. The registration is in there. The timing and measurables are in there. And then they do venture outside for part of it. But if you get too hot, your parents can always shoot back inside in the AC. I believe that is one of the single biggest keys to the experience for the whole thing. And now they actually give the the campers a tour through the ops building on the way out at the end of the camp as well. So with the coaches, like it's not just with like a random, like it's literally yeah. Clayton White like taking them through the facility. Yes, so I, I, I believe the entire experience is completely changed by their upgrades and facilities over the last few years, over the last decade even with, with the indoor. So um, my very first Gamecock camp experience is very different than my current camp experiences. The indoor is a just game changer for South Carolina all the way around. Yeah. My only complaint about the whole thing is that I kept seeing current players walk out of the facility with like smoothies that were custom for them and it had their name. And I was like, where's my smoothie? No, I'm kidding. That was Christy like the Coggin, nutritionist. You know, Christy, oh, I need to hit her up when I'm out there Best at the next the just absolutely burning it up. And it's like a hundred degrees. Um, yeah. But it was a great experience. And, and I think we covered a lot today, Wes. Oh, gosh. We had someone who was at Spurrier's camp, left and bought a tent so I could watch the rest. That's awesome. Lena that knows. A great move. She knows. Yeah, good for you, Lena. I would do the same thing. Maybe one of those, like, fans with the water, too. I think that's the move. If you're going to sit out there all day, uh, maybe get those for the first couple games of the season, especially that Georgia game at noon. That is going to be smoking hot. It's still going to be like right in the middle of September, but I feel like that's just peak heat. Oh, yeah. It's going to be My awful. dad claims Columbia is the hottest place on earth, and he was stationed in Arizona in the Army and said Columbia was hotter. Wow. That's from T. Give T wow. a shout. Yeah. Thank you, T, for tuning in today. That's a great little tidbit. That's crazy. Everyone who comes here says it's so hot. It is the armpit of the South because we're not around water, so there's like no movement of air. It is just thick and hot and sweaty every single day in the summer but i'm from the south so i'm used to it and i know you're from the south too west and you know how i can tell 
how? <laughs> okay, so you're talking about some offers that players have earlier, and you said Louisville oh. instead of Louisville. I was corrected on that when I hosted the ACC tournament. They were like, if you say Louisville, their fans are going to get mad, so you got to say Louisville. But it's I don't okay. know. I, my, my mouth can't even make that noise you just Louisville. made. That sounds dumb. You keep doing it the way – that's how they say it. If we have any Louisville people watching, no, they're going to get mad. No. Yeah, it's like you have food in your mouth when you're saying it. Anyways, <laughs> we've gotten way off track. We've talked about so much today on the show, and if y'all want a shortened, condensed version, you can check out the recruiting rundown. We talk about official visits, offers, camp, all of that stuff within the span of like nine minutes. So be sure to check that out as well. We've got some video interviews coming up on Inside the Recruitment and then some exclusive Meet the Recruits interviews. Wes is going to have a ton of stuff coming out on Gamecock Central as well. We've already had a million things come out in the last 24 hours. So now is as good of a time as ever to subscribe. It's literally $10 a month. Head over to GamecockCentral.com. You get all of that exclusive content. You can also check us out on all of our social media pages. We do have some free articles that come out. All of our YouTube stuff is free, too, so you can watch us there. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, the whole thing. We also have a new women's basketball page on Facebook, so be sure you like that, too, because the women's basketball team, as we all know, just elite status at South Carolina. And we just celebrated Aaliyah Boston Day, so right in time. But anyways, Wes, thank you for all your insight and knowledge as usual. Thank you so much to everybody who has tuned into the show today. We've got plenty more coming throughout the month of June. It's going to be busy. Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. He's Wes Mitchell. I'm Kendall Smith, and this has been